following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts. Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama, an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message. Good morning, Word Alive. We are Word Alive Live. We are here at the sanctuary today, and Bev's with me, and some of the worshipers are here today, and we are excited that you've taken a moment to join us here for Word Alive Live. What do you think? I feel like we should, instead of ain't no grave going to hold us down, it'd be like ain't no COVID going to hold us down. (laughs) I mean, we should just change the words. We should just rock on with that. I don't know about y'all, but I'm still just so full from all of the amazing fellowship that we had with our family. We only got to see our immediate family for Thanksgiving, but we had amazing food, and I pray the same for you and yours. But we really, this morning I was a little slow getting started. Anybody else in the house? Yes, I feel you. I do. So remember, ain't no COVID going to get us down. Amen. Some mornings we wake up saying, good morning, Lord. Other days we wake up and go, good Lord, morning. But we're here today and we're excited to worship live. And we sure appreciate our worshipers getting out today to worship with us. And so we just wanted to take a few moments basically going to worship. And then now that, Bev and I are going to kind of uh, tag team a word. She uh, wrote a book, Shift Happens, Searching the... the Surviving the Search for Authenticity, I believe prophetically was written a few years ago for the time we're in now, and it's going to help us navigate moving from the known to the unknown through the chaotic to the creative, and I really believe the Lord's going to speak to us today. I've already shared some at 9 a.m. with the group on Facebook Live. We had a great service there, speaking of God's grace and goodness, so we may mention some of that, but let's just invite the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, where two or three of us are gathered, there he is, and so... Thank God for this technology. Thank God for our worshipers. Thank God for you. Thank God for our homes. Thank God for for just his goodness and his mercy and his grace. Thank the Lord that he's just moving in our life right now. And he's opening up revenues of his goodness and grace that we can keep our eyes upon him and move fully on into our purpose and destiny. So Holy Spirit, in these few moments you've given us together today, we bless you. We bless ourselves here on the platform. We bless those that are watching. And Lord, I just ask you to let us enter into your presence and just seek and see what you would want to say and do in our lives today. We bless you and we honor you in your holy name. Amen. In the middle of the storm, I will keep my eyes on you. Wow. I tell you what, I feel the Lord speaking to us right now about that. Just keep our eyes on the Lord. I was thinking about that old, old song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus and look forward into His wonderful face and the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. Now's the time to turn our eyes on Jesus. So we want to talk to you just a few moments this morning and then we're going to jump right back into worship. We want to pause here just for a moment and really talk about the season I believe that God's helping us navigate as we continue this. Little did we know, gosh, almost... uh, what, nine, ten months ago now that we sat on this platform starting this journey where the prophet Chuck Pierce said, just keep worshiping, keep giving your way through it. And now, what, nine, ten months later, we're still worshiping, we're still giving, and we're coming through to the other side. And I realize we've had another spike in the virus, and but there's promising vaccines on the way, and uh, things are happening. I just really believe that even in the midst of this, all we have to do is keep our eyes on the Lord 
And as we do, he is going to bring us through not only to the other side, but we are going to thrive even in the midst of all that's going on. What I find interesting, Bev, about this month, this is the Hebrew month, Kislev. And uh, Kislev literally means trust. Ramey was singing trust, hope in the Lord. The word Kislev literally means to trust or have confidence in. Now, what's interesting is, is the month of Kislev on the calendar is the darkest month of the year. It's when we celebrate the winter solstice. Solstice, is that the way to say it? Solstice, where we'll experience the darkest night of the year is always during the month of Kislev. Isn't it interesting that God names the month that it's the darkest night of the year in, that the name of the month is trust or confidence? Now, this is also the month that Hanukkah is celebrated. Hanukkah is a very interesting story in Scripture where that uh, Israel was defeated by the Syrian army and overtaken, the temple destroyed or, or defiled, and not destroyed but defiled. And in the midst of this, the Maccabees rose up, overcame the Syrian army, and by the grace of God won a victory. And they were rededicating the temple, but they only had enough oil for one night or one day of dedication, and it took eight to dedicate it. They searched, found that oil, lit the menorah, and it burned miraculously for eight days. Now, what the rabbis say, which is very interesting, is the miracle is not that the oil was multiplied. The miracle is that they were actually willing to look for oil in the midst of darkness and destruction. And that just so touched me that, yes, even in the midst of all that's going on, there's oil for us. And if we'll just seek God, turn our eyes upon the Lord, and trust Him in this time, we will see supernatural miracles begin to manifest. And so this is the month of miracles, and it's the month of Kislev, and we're excited to share just a few moments here with you this morning. Bev wrote a book, of, oh gosh, a few years ago now, Shift Happens, Surviving the Search for Authenticity. And we were talking about this this week and really felt like it was some, uh, we should share some along these lines with you uh, to help you navigate this season. So Bev, can you just start by maybe telling us a little bit about the whole principle of the book and how we got started? Well, when the Lord really dropped this into my spirit, I, I wrote this book in, I think, six weeks. I mean, I just sat down and just sat at the keyboard and just wrote. And uh, we were in the middle of a lot of transition. I think uh, when he first gave me this download, it was in 2011. And I held on to it. We didn't publish it, I don't think, until 2014. And I thought that was the season to publish it because lots of transition, you know, on the earth, uh, the entire globe manifesting the sons and daughters, all that groaning taking place. But the whole plot line of this, if you will, and just to summarize it, is about change. Heraclitus, uh, I think, said in the third or fourth century, the only constant is change. Mm. And I think that when we go through change, we don't understand sometimes that it may not be what we're missing that could have happened in the past, but we're also longing for how we thought our future was going to look. And things perhaps haven't shaped up the way that we thought that they should. And it maybe had sent us into a little bit of a, a turmoil or a tumultuous time where we just weren't recovering. And so this is really the, the plot and summary of this book is um, there are four stages in life. And of course, they go on and on. There are all different stages of life. But I think one of the most important things is understanding not everything is going to last forever. There are seasons of change, and there are always going to be great things that happen. But sometimes there are going to be things that aren't so great. So they're the known, the unknown, the chaotic, and the creative. And, of course, when you're living in a known, let's just say when you're a child and you're growing up and you're at home with your mom and dad and 
you know what the schedule is, you know when you're going to have breakfast, when you're going to have lunch, when you're going to have dinner, when you're going to go to bed. These are all just normals that a lot of people take for granted, but you know not everybody has that. So even in your normal, there's always going to be undercurrents of things that are shifting and changing. Think about it. As a child, you were growing, you were learning, you were adapting constantly in the changes in your body, the changes, the way that you perceive things, the way that you saw things. Uh, so all of those changes were taking place, and then ultimately that known became an unknown. Uh, you graduate from high school, perhaps you go to college, or you marry and you begin your life. So you've moved from a known to an unknown. And perhaps that unknown goes well and becomes your new known, but perhaps it doesn't. And it becomes very chaotic. Now you're in the next stage of life. You've moved from the known to the unknown to the chaotic. Wow. And what I have found is that even though all of these underneath changes are taking place, our adaptation is really what makes all of the difference. If we stay in the chaotic, because you have to remember, what did God do? What is the first thing that we learn about him? In Genesis 2, God spoke into the chaos and he created. Wow. And so this is, is where we are headed continuously in these ongoing transitions and changes in life. We move from the chaotic to the creative and then we come full circle back to a new known. And what really intrigued me as I began to study this is how prevalent this mindset, this understanding, this revelation, this illumination, if you will, has been in, throughout mankind uh, before everyone had the opportunity. Uh, for example, just this little book, we take this so for granted. And in this day that we live in, in technology, people don't even really pick books up anymore. But uh, in ancient times, it was a remarkable miracle. You talk about a time of miracles when the printing press came into the scene and people had books in their hands. But before they had access to books and before people were literate and were taught to read, on the outside of each village, there was a wheel. And this was called the wheel of life. I've taught this wow. here. But this is how people understood what their seasons look like. At the top of the wheel, there is a king and queenly figure, and they're dressed in robes, and they're riding high, and they're at the top of the wheel. Well, the next time you see them, they've come midway down the, meal, the wheel, and they're a little more impoverished. And the next time you see them, they're at the bottom of the wheel, and they're slogging through the mud and the slush. And then you see them again, and they're coming back around, and then they're seated back in the heavenly and high places. And I think that what happens to so many of us is we get stuck in that chaotic realm, not understanding that that is never what God had for us. First of all, our minds, our brains are not designed to handle trauma. They're not designed to handle anger, bitterness, unforgiveness. Literally, there is a neurological uh, advancement that we understand now in the way that our brain works. We are not hardwired. We are continually evolving and growing. But for years, medical science told us that our brains were hardwired. But there's an evolution that takes place. And when we're wounded and we're broken and we're hurt, our brain literally creates these little skeleton trees that live in our brain where all of our negativity gets hung up and gets caught. 
And so when we begin to focus more on the negativity in life and what's happened, it's because our mind was never designed to hold on to these thoughts. And so the ensuing chaos that comes from just what takes place in our mind. And then that leads us to a, a new understanding of the way that our heart and brain work in conjunction together. We literally have a little heart brain that has the same molecular and cellular makeup as our brain and so they are constantly sending signals so anytime that you share something and you say I, I don't know I just had a gut instinct about it you know in in our realm we we call that discernment we've discerned something we've understood that underlying what we're seeing on the surface there there are other forces at work but our heart and our brain are constantly communicating back and forth to one another and it's for our own protection and for our own understanding of how we're designed and to flow and to learn how to move from one known to the unknown through the chaotic onto the creative and continue to thrive and flourish and not be caught up in our own minds and our own emotions because there are so many transitions in life. There's not a single thing. I think King Solomon said it best. There's nothing new under the sun. And literally there is a season for everything and so the subtitle of this book for me was surviving the search for authenticity because unfortunately what happens to a lot of us is the search that we are looking for authenticity is within ourselves I mean it has really nothing to do with what's happening with other people it's understanding who we are how we are designed what God has for us what's his plan what's his purpose not our own finite understanding but the infinite wisdom of God who designed us who shaped us who created us who has all of these great plans for us in the earth and here we are walking around our own little universes stuck in our own head really living such chaotic lives when God just says listen I've showed you all this chaos for a reason it's because I have a plan for you I have a purpose for you I have your best on my heart always I have given you all of the tools and all of the weapons of warfare that you need to make it through this you're going to survive so I want to share that with you no matter what chaos you're going through today go on and move past that transition on into the creative and let's see what God has for you that is so so powerful and I believe so fitting for right where we're living right now you know many people are will get stuck in this season T.D. Jake said Nine months ago when we first started broadcasting most of our services online, he put out a statement. He said, you know, a lot of people during this time, their businesses will fail, their marriage will fail, their purpose will stop, their destiny will be, be altered. Yet on the other hand, others will prosper, their marriages will grow stronger, their businesses will get better, their, their purpose will become more alive, their destiny will unfold further, and it will all happen at the same time with the same set of circumstances. It just depends on how you process them. And I think this book that Bev wrote uh, is prophetic for right now, Shift Happens, how to go ahead and process now what you're going through, what we're going through, so that we do move on into the creative and move into the next place that God has for us, which I believe is 
always better. God never takes away the old without establishing the new, and the new is always better. We want to make this available to you free of charge today as a gift. It's a great read. It's an easy read. Uh, there's a, a clip or a link there you can just click on. It's an ebook. We'll give it to you free of charge. I encourage you, read this book. We're not done talking about it, but I want you to read this book. It will help you process moving from the known to the unknown to the, to the, through the chaos into the creativity. I'm excited to see how many churches, how many ministries, how many businesses are becoming so creative during this time and this season, and they're prospering because they've tapped into the creativity of it. I'm hearing of marriages that are saying our marriage has never been stronger. We're doing things together that we never, never had time to do before. Uh, families doing more with their children than it being creative at home, creating new opportunities to connect with children. There's so much good happening. I know we hear a lot of the negative and the fear-based stuff, and it is real. It is a real pandemic. People are real, really suffering. People are actually dying from the disease, and we're navigating these, this tumultuous time. But even in the midst of it, God is continuing to do some really wonderful things in our life. And I believe if we'll process it correctly, God will move us to the other side. And that's exactly what this book is about, how to process change. Because this isn't the last change coming, is it, Bev? Oh, no, it's not. But um, just talking about, well, I'm so loud. Sorry. I, try, I don't want to you know, burst your eardrums. I get excited. But the one thing I did want to touch on uh, before we go much further is um, when I wrote this book, I didn't uh, intentionally write it about grief. But coming into the season that we're in, this has been a, a, just a particularly stressful year. We've, we've lost so many people. And uh, the heartbreak of it is so many people have, have really died alone. And we're left to mourn and to grieve. And uh, when I started this book, as I said, I didn't, I didn't really understand exactly what God was showing me. I just knew that I had really gone through a lot of transition, a lot of change, and my own father had died the year previously. Mm -hmm. And when I said earlier that I think what happens to a lot of us is we, we mourn for the change that didn't happen in the past that we were so hopeful for. And we literally move in and transition to our new normals grieving the changes that we we weren't able to implement and mm. that we know that we're never going to see. And I think that was the case with me uh, at the end of this when I realized that I really was, I was grieving uh, not so much anything negative that had happened at that particular juncture. I was grieving what could have been. And so when I wrote this, I, I wrote a little uh, excerpt about that and I shared about you know, my sorry, so just a little bit. Sorry, I shared a little bit about the relationship with my dad, but I, I want to encourage all of us who have lost loved ones this year, who have lost friends. Um, as you read this, uh, or just as you're listening to us, God is with you, and the mourning process is something that you have to embrace. You can't rush your way through it. It's a difficult process. And it shakes, it shakes everything. It, it shakes our foundation. And um, especially, there's been a lot of anger this year. Yes. People are dealing with a lot, of, a lot of emotions and a lot of displacement. And uh, they don't understand, we as, as human beings don't understand how we're ever going to get back to a normal, even though the new normal is what's being touted and, and spoken of now. But I, I do want to encourage you as we're going into the holiday season, because this is usually a particularly stressful time uh, for individuals who have struggled anyway. So uh, as you read this, just uh, know from my heart to yours 
that it really was very healing for me to be able to put pen and paper together and just share how the Lord brought me through that process. And he gave me some incredible dreams and allowed me to have that, that time, uh, that redeemed time with my dad in my dream life. And, and I am very much a believer in that. And I advocate for the dreamers in us and uh, for all of the things that the Lord can do to heal our inner child because that's what I felt like it happened to me as we go through dark nights of the soul and I, I think it is very interesting that during this season we will have the darkest night you you hear so much in uh, northeast Alabama about when the time changes because it is pitch dark here at 4 30 by seven <laughs> o'clock every one of us have our jammies on we're ready to go to bed I, our whole crew is laughing because they know it's the truth by 4 30 you are so ready to just feels like 10 30 it's, it's like it's like Masha and the bear I feel like I feel like the bear I just want to hibernate <laughs> and then you know of course we have our little Mashas that come in and keep us awake but I digress. My heart in it is just find something that stirs your joy because the joy of the Lord is truly our strength. And I end this book, and I've never signed a book. I don't even know how many books we've written now. I don't know. Sorry, we'll do this. 23, 24, 25. <laughs> uh, we've written a bunch of books, but I signed this one because one of my favorite sayings literally is Dr. Seuss. There's no one who is youer than you, and no one knows you better than God does. And so no matter how much a universe we all are unto ourselves, God knows us. He designed us. He created us for goodness and great things. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And no matter what you're going through, our hearts are with you. We're praying with you. We're praying for you. We're thinking of you. We're sending love and light and blessings and all of the goodness that God has. We, this is not the end, you guys. This is really just the beginning. Yes, there will be sorrows that come. Yes, will we see them, some of them in our lifetime? Absolutely. But fear not. Be anxious for nothing. God is with you. Well, that is so, so powerful. Uh, this book's available free of charge. We want to we'll make it uh, as a blessing to you. Shift happens there. All you have to do is text the number. Uh, text SHIFT to 256-280-4099. We'll give it to you free of charge. Read it during this season. It'll be a huge blessing to help you navigate this. And it's interesting you mentioned dreams. Kislev is also the month of dreams. And so this is the month because you, it's tied actually. The, month, the sense to this month is sleep. And so they say you can't sleep. Unless you have confidence and trust, you can't sleep well. And so as you trust God and sleep well, you will enter a deep realm of sleep where then God can open up your soul and spirit and speak to you and reveal to you dreams that move you with instruction through your chaos into your creativity. We're just saying, we prophesy to you that in this month you will have dreams from the Lord that will unlock things inside of you and move you through this process of change that God's taken us all through. And it will happen this month of Kislev as we fully follow Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Bev, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for writing this book. And uh, I know it's going to be, be a big, big blessing. Let's go back into worship just for a few moments. And then Bev and I will be back to share one more word and pray with you. Come on, let's do it. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Tell you what, the glory of God just fell in this place. I know you can feel it. You know what? God is doing something significant in our lives. This week, uh, first of all, let me apologize 
because I saw myself dancing on the screen, which I seldom get to do. Man, am I awkward. And uh, so please forgive me for all past uh, moves. <laughs> but I tell you what, when you get to feeling it up here, you can't do nothing but move. Uh, I saw this. I'm coming over to the camera here. This is impromptu, but I hope you can pick this up. This is 555. And last week I saw that twice randomly on my phone. Just randomly at 555. But look at the top. It's unlocked. And I felt like the Lord say so powerfully to me that His grace is coming on us right now in such a way that it's going to unlock things for us that could never have been unlocked before. It's going to unlock marriages. It's going to unlock destinies. going to unlock revelation. going to unlock resources. going to unlock people that have been held by painful addictions and trauma. He's going to unlock trauma. As Bev was talking about, unlock us from grief. And I know this is a word the Lord's speaking to us about. And the Lord wanted to remind you that we're under grace. We're not under the law. In other words, it's not determined on our behavior or what we're doing or what we're trying to accomplish. Actually, what happens, we bewitch ourselves. Galatians 3, Paul says, who has bewitched you that you think you were going to start this thing out under grace and try to finish it in the flesh? Paul said, he who supplies miracles and supplies the Spirit to you, does, does he do it by the hearing of faith or by the works of the law? We have been redeemed from the curse of the law that we might live under a dispensation of grace. And who qualifies for grace? Paul put it this way. He said these words. He said, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. And what happens at times, we focus on our uh, inept deficiencies instead of focusing on His abundant grace. And so when we when we focus on our deficit, our weakness, our shortcoming, our missing, missing the mark, our lack of resources, our lack of strength, our more, more month than money. When we focus on that and we begin to focus on our sufficiency and we look at our deficit, I believe it moves us away from God's grace and moves us back under the law, which brings us back under the curse. I was thinking about this morning. Malachi says, bring your tithes and offerings into the storehouse because you have robbed me, God says, and you're living under a curse. And I got to thinking about it. You know, it can't be based on works. And so it hit me so strong this morning. Tithing or not tithing doesn't put you under a curse. Tithing or not tithing is simply the fruit of the curse. What does that mean? 2 Corinthians 9 says, God loves a cheerful giver. Right, Because He is able to make all grace abound towards you that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. And it hit me. The result of the curse is not whether I give or not. That's the the law. The result of the curse is when I'm believing for grace or believing under the law. And when I'm believing for grace, I'm not looking at my deficit. I'm looking at His abundance. Therefore, I don't only give to church and to works. I give to others. I give to family. I give to everyone. Why? Because I believe I'm connected to an unending source of God's supply. That's what grace looks like. Grace allows me to love myself and love you too. And I just believe that God's grace is now coming upon us in a very powerful way. An apostolic grace, if you will, that says great grace came upon the church 
and great miracles and signs and wonders were done. And I'm just prophesying to you today that under grace, God is going to unlock some things in this season. Bev, I want you to, I know I'm excited now, but I don't want you to jump up here with me. We just want to stretch our faith towards you this morning. And we just say, by the grace of God, we are going through what we're going through. We are processing our grief. We are processing our trauma from these past seasons. We are processing the pain and agony that some have suffered in this season. And we are moving from the known through the unknown, through the create, through the chaos, into the creative blessings and prosperity of God's goodness and God's grace in this season. And we prophesy that God's supernatural abundant grace is on us now to unlock us for the future. Unlock resources, unlock strength, unlock revelation, unlock hidden things, and unlock opportunities and move us into a brand new season. So Father, we simply bless your people today with an abundant revelation of your goodness and your grace. Psalm 84, those who walk uprightly, God will not withhold any good thing from you. He will give grace and he will give glory. We prophesy there's a grace and a glory resting on us this season, the month of Kislev, the month of miracles. So now let miracles be unlocked and let miracles flow in our lives in a supernatural way. We decree it to be so in Jesus' name. Amen. This has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach, 122 Allendale Road, Oxford, Alabama. Reach us by phone at 256-831-5280 or at our website, wordalive.org. This has been a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.